0: Hey guys, it's Kyle. Before you start the episode, I wanted to leave you with a content warning just to let you know that we do discuss the following topics of suicide, self-harm, and drug abuse. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Art of Messing Up podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am your host. Today, I will be sitting down with Skylar Gifford over Zoom to be talking about his journey, Of where he started to where he is now. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is episode one and it starts right now. Sure. All right, guys, I'm with Skylar Gifford today and we will be sitting down talking about his story. Hey, Skylar, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, man?
0: I'm good. So I found you on TikTok um, and I found your number. And I had called you and we were, <laughs> we were texting back and forth. And I was telling you I was starting up a podcast and we kind of went into it a little bit. And you were like, I have an awesome story for the podcast. I would love to share it. And yeah, I today. would love to
1: help you. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So tell us your story.
1: Well, I'll go all the way back. So I'm Skyler Gifford. I am currently 20 years old. I was born in California. Um, As many of you guys go through, uh, you know, once I hit my, my, uh, teenage years, it it got really hard for me for a really long time. Uh, I went into this like really, really dark place and I didn't know how to get myself out of it. It was very, it was very challenging as like most people feel, uh, they feel alone. And, you know, I became very secluded to a lot of people, um, and at the time I didn't really know who to talk to because I just had myself, uh, I was getting severely bullied at my school and, you know, I was getting like my head shoved into lockers. I was getting jumped in the middle of like the hallways. Like it was insane. The amount of stuff that I was going through at that one time. And Did you grow up with
0: any like siblings, uh,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to know, yeah, I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister as well. Uh, sure. So I'm the I'm the oldest one. So it's it's been like my my duty to like watch out for everyone and just make sure that they are okay.
0: Take care of them almost.
1: Yeah, I I don't want them to go to have to go through something like that. It was insane. So now now for me, like uh, ever since then, I've been like driven and wanting to give back to the people that I care about. And the friends that I have, because like I, I wanna I wanna protect them. I don't want them to feel as alone as as many of you do. You yeah, know?
0: yeah, that makes complete sense. So let's bring it back to like when you were younger and like yeah. so like how old were you when everything started to happen and what happened?
1: Uh, so I was I was actually thirteen years old. Um, uh, it, it didn't it didn't happen all at once. It was like a, a gradual thing. You know, I was. I had just gotten out of, uh, uh, I think it was sixth grade. So I was going into middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I was going to like a completely new school. I had a bunch of friends. You know, I was very excited because I was still going to be around them uh, and experience something new. So I was like super excited for this. And uh, once I got into that, that school, all of it changed. All my friends started dropping me. Uh, one of my really, really good friends started becoming a uh, – a dealer and hanging out with this really bad group of people. And it felt like I didn't know them anymore. And it was crazy. Cause I grew up my entire life with them. You know, it's like having someone so close to you change in an instant. Yeah. And what was that?
0: What did it look like at home? Like to your family? Like, how was it? How did it affect that?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was crazy because I didn't, I didn't want to tell anyone. Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't know myself at that point, I didn't know who to talk to. Like my, my parents, my dad was a hardcore alcoholic and he was downing bottles every day and it became a very bad place in my house. So I was retreating to my room after school. I was just going straight there. I didn't talk to anyone. It got to the point where I wasn't eating. I would go two to three days without eating anything. Um, but you know, things started getting out and I was like, okay, well, I need, I need to change this. So no one knows what's going on. So it, it went from, you know, having to get to the point where I wasn't eating straight to cutting. So I started cutting at a really young age and, and that became my coping mechanism because it was like, that was all I could control at that point. Um, And eventually Right before like this huge thing, which I'll get into in a second, happened. I I came out of my my class and uh, I was walking down the hallway. I get thrown into a locker and jumped by five people at one time.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, it was it was probably the scariest thing that I've ever been through because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know uh, if I would I would be able to get get up and get away. I was just on the ground, blacked out at that point. So I, I got home uh the the print the principal saw me she knew what was going on she didn't do anything about it she basically just sent me back to class with two black eyes um gosh that's terrible yeah blamed it on me uh all the kids got off but i was so scared that night i hung myself and tried to take my own life um at the age of 14 wow yeah man it was it was crazy I the The next week I went straight, like literally the day after I was put straight into a rehab facility to try to get me on medications that would try to fix my, my mental, my mental state. So your family kind of found out about everything yeah. that was
0: happening. What does that look yeah. like when they found out and like, how were, were they supportive? Like, what did that
1: look like for you? They, they really were super supportive. It was, it was mainly that they were scared. They didn't know how to help me. I was like, it felt like a huge war was just just randomly started, and I was just put in the middle of everything. You know, it was. It's like the world is moving around you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. You know, I was I was in the facility for, I think two weeks. Okay. Um, What so, was that like? I don't know if like you've ever been to one or anything, but it is it is weird. Like it is. Whole different ball game, like there's people from all walks of life that are going through things. Uh was it pediatric or was it were you mixed in with adults? What would uh them? it was it was a mix between uh teenagers and adults. Okay, so it was like one of those uh wards where they would have multiple uh groups of people, so they would split the dorms, it was a group of teenagers on one dorm. For like guys and girls and then the other dorm was all adults so everyone 18 and over um so during the day you know you'd have like group counseling and therapy and stuff like that and you'd meet uh with a psychiatric uh person and they would try to prescribe you medications and they would watch over you for x amount of days to make sure that the medications were helping and that you were in a better state to go back out into society Okay. And during the time that you were at this place, were you getting visits from your family? Like were you able to see yeah. your siblings? What did that look like? It was it was really nice. Um, you know, I had multiple visits with my mom and my dad just to, you know, make me feel less like I was crazy in this like whole different place uh where I didn't know anyone and I was like scared to talk to people. Um and actually funny, I I met a girl and her name was Haley who was my best friend for so many years because you know we we were forced into this place together and yeah. we were able to overcome it which was super cool that's that's amazing
0: so talk to me more about like what that was like with your siblings because it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you guys are super close and like you're protective over them and now you're put in this position where you can't protect them you have to kind of take a step back and stop worrying about them for a minute and focus on you and getting yourself to a better place.
1: It was, it was very, very interesting because, you know, for so long I would try to focus on other people because I'm like a very selfless person. So whenever I had the chance or opportunity, I would always put all my energy into the other people that I had around me just to make sure that they were okay. So when I was forced into this position where I, had to make sure I was okay, it was very different because I wasn't, I wasn't getting the help that I needed from other people. I was just kind of doing it for myself. So it was, it took a while to actually understand that I was not in a good headspace and really focus on and my energy and what I needed to overcome, you know, the, the challenges, which at that point I was just cutting. So I wasn't really doing anything quite Like bad to hurt myself at that point. I was just more of doing it to control my pain. But after that is when I really started to, you know, I went. I ended up going back again a couple, like a year later, um, because I also tried to kill myself. So I started using more pain medicine and I started using prescription drugs. How did you get it? How did you get into that? Like what led to that? you know same thing kind of I I at the time I was I thought I was a lot better than I was I was uh moving forward and I guess it just things happen I don't know I just snapped one night um and I was just super in my like depressing state and I ended up ODing and they just brought me back to make sure that I was, you know, back to square one, getting the help that I needed when I thought it was okay.
0: What did that look like for you sitting inside that hospital? Like after you thought, all right, I'm good. We're getting back to where I need to be. Yeah. And then you have like, what
1: did that look like for you? It was very scary because I, I told myself, I'm never going to do this again. You know, I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm good. I have all the tools that I thought I needed. You know, I was going to therapy. I was going to counseling every week. I was meeting so many good, positive people. It
0: was group counseling.
1: Yeah. Well, it started out as group counseling. Yeah. Okay. And then it moved to more like individualized uh, therapy with counselors and just like teachers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But when I was, I was back in there and I was like, wow, this is like, not what I planned at all like I thought I was going to be such a better person for those people that really care about me and that need me and I was still failing and I was still struggling so it was yeah it was difficult and that that I assume would affect
0: the way that did what did it what did it have effect on your family wise at home like yeah being like in and out like what was that like were they understanding were they
1: yeah um for a while, it was kind of hard because they, I was like a loose cannon on them. They didn't really know what to 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 think about me. They they were really really worried, and they always felt that they were like walking on eggshells. Okay. So I was trying my hardest to make them feel that they didn't need to worry about me as much. Uh, I was doing everything that I could to, you know, make them feel more comfortable, uh, and really just provide like a false sense of security. Because I was still struggling, but I didn't want them to know that I was. That, I think like, that's the most difficult thing about people who are going through depression and anxiety, or who who are abusing drugs, or just in really bad homes. You know, they don't wanna they don't wanna put that under other people. They want to store it inside so it doesn't hurt others. I think that's the most the most challenging thing.
0: It's almost like you want to come off as strong, and you don't want people to worry about you. Because you've already been worried about enough. It's like, why put them right. through something? Why put them through more than they already have to be put through already?
1: Right, right, right. I think I think the real turning point for me though was like we were talking before the show, you know, you were telling yeah. me all about your uh like your background and you know what you like to do. You're you're a huge theater person, and that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. actually what got me out too. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. I, I started, uh, my parents were like, you know, we, we need to find a, a very positive outlet for you because we don't want to keep worrying about you and the fact that we don't know if you'll live to see tomorrow. Yeah. So I was, I was put into acting and theater and, you know, I started, I started vocal lessons. I started singing and that was really where I found my group of people. And i felt most safe and secured and it was honestly such an amazing thing to finally feel like i wasn't alone that's
0: amazing i'm just gonna hold that right there for one second we're just gonna take a quick listen to our sponsor for today and we will be right back hey guys it's kyle if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain Anchor is free and also provides you with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And get this, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other streaming platforms, making it super easy for your listeners to hear. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What was that like, kind of immersing yourself into going going from kind of being uneasy and then going into this world of, like, acting and vocal lessons and
1: theater? I actually, I loved it. Like, it was such a different feeling, you know? Did you have any, As, like, prior experience? Uh Yeah. I started okay. uh, acting when I was younger, and, you know, I grew up with, like, I loved theater, and I lo- I've show? always... I think my first show oh geez um i do remember it was either christmas carol or the little mermaid okay awesome you know <laughs> and it was funny because you were telling me earlier how you really was, wanted to do little mermaid yeah. yeah
0: that was supposed to be the last show uh before covid
1: yeah but yeah like and that group of people uh it's so weird how like you know, you're, you're in a show for, I don't know, a couple months or whatever, but that instantly comes, like, your first and foremost family. Like, they're such, like, understanding people, and honestly, probably the nicest people that I've ever met. Honestly,
0: there you become family with these people because you're spending so much time with them. It's like, yeah. right after school, you go to rehearsal, and you go from rehearsal from maybe, like, three to eight or nine at night, and then the last month of the show you're there till 11 or 12 getting everything ready and it's it's fun it is just so much fun no I completely relate to that and what was it how did it help you like what was what's your biggest like takeaway from that
1: I actually have a couple um well always 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 first and foremost that show night I, you you will instantly know what I'm getting to with this. But that first show night, that is your immediate high. That is the best feeling and the most adrenaline rush you will ever feel. Once you take places, there's nothing like it. Like, th- when th- when it starts, that is exactly what my high felt like. Like, it was such a rush and it was great. Yeah. And I was matching that with acting. Like, everything yeah. that I was doing to myself... Uh, you know, when I was in a really negative place, like I was doing that with acting and it was the same feeling and it, it it was what drove me to become a better version of myself. That's amazing. What are some shows that you have done? What's like your top
0: three shows that you've been in and then top three that you yeah. want to be in?
1: Um, I've done Legally Blonde. That was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I was Warner. Um, That's so cool i got to do the outsiders uh we had a full like knife fight we had uh rumble <laughs> which was really really cool that we actually got to choreograph with uh stage combat artists um and that's then so I, cool dude it was insane man like the amount of like work so it was like one of those shows that's like a week long that you put together yeah but it was a full production like it was crazy that's so fun yeah, so we got we got to do a 3 minute rumble, which was really cool. Got to have a straight week of just choreography for fighting. I was like learning how to use everything yeah. and be
0: safe with it. Yeah, you have to be.
1: Yeah, and then I've also done obviously Little Mermaid. That show is super, it's just iconic. Like I love it. Yeah, it's a classic. Um I I truthfully really want to do uh Jerven Hansen. I would love to be in that show. It just that was also one of the things that like really made me uh like overcome my darkness was that show because that whole message of Dear Evan Hansen is feeling less alone and you're not alone is what it yeah, says yeah you,
0: and you will be found one like for those of
1: you that don't know it
0: says you are not alone in the chorus um I believe it's the chorus of the song it says yeah, that it you're is. not alone um and on it I completely completely relate to that that is one of the first cast recordings that I've listened to Mm -hmm. um as of late like that's something that I love to turn to when I'm feeling down or I need I need something to pick me up I go right to Dear Evan Hansen it's an amazing show
1: right right and same I have the same effect with uh Waitress and you'll be uh she used to be mine that is also such a good song for when you're like upset or you know stressed out because you you're going back to who you were and you're finding the best version of yourself.
0: Yeah. I, uh, something, one of the, one of my favorites is uh, uh, wicked. If oh, you just, okay. If you listen to Elphaba and what she's singing and it's her separating from this negative dark place in her life and her figuring it out on her own. Yeah. Defying gravity is yeah beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. What? So, we talked about like how you grew up, how you got right, through right. that. Where are you at now? What is today Skylar look at, look like?
1: You know, it it's so much different. Like I I focused my time and for a really long time, I, I wanted to become a uh, therapist and just give back to those who need it um, and really be there for people and provide a space where they can just openly talk and not feel judged for what they have to say. Um, currently, I, you know, I I have, I have a, a good TikTok following where I I, I try to produce content uh, to make people feel better and just give them a space to relax. You know, I want them to feel like they can take on the world. Yeah, that's so, amazing. So yeah, I mean, I I love it. How did you I, get into TikTok? Um. You know, I have, I have a bunch of friends who like are creators and love to uh, mostly acting, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's how I kind of started was I focused my, my energy on things that I like really liked. So, you know, Disney, I have a Disney podcast that I do every week where I just, you know, talk about different things that I am super passionate about. And so many people like relate to, you know, Star Wars or Disney or Marvel. Cause yeah. it's like their release. So I, I made that just for people who are into that kind of thing. It's an amazing, but, like yeah. escapism
0: that you can right. go and just watch this and kind of forget about what's going on in the world around you and focus on these characters and this awesome story that you're given by Disney.
1: It's, it's beautiful. The it really amount is. of, the amount of work that they put in to make people feel I don't want to say better, but like that they are like shown in a different light and given, you know, an amazing story that people can interpret and bring into their lives, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That is amazing. So what is like your biggest, what's the biggest thing that you've learned from starting into TikTok, starting your podcast and where you're at
1: now? I think honestly like determination uh when you're when you're forced to get out of this you know negative headspace uh it really it really makes you focus on what you want in your life and those who will bring out the most around you so it can make you the best version of yourself yeah and honestly just you know make sure that you have a good support system. The best support system that you have can really take you a very far way. What does that look yeah. like for you today? I, I honestly have a, a great group of friends in, in California. Um, you know, a really good team where I can just go to anyone and just, you know, talk about what I'm feeling when I'm upset or when I need, you know, more help. I I started in a in a place where I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone. Yeah, I felt very... Uh, self-isolated and in a state where I couldn't express myself in the ways yeah. I wanted to. But now it's like, I can just, you know, call up anyone and instantly I just feel so much better. Which... It's
0: easy for you to go to them, which is amazing. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's not easy to find. It's no, not easy. No. It's, e- it's not easy to find, but once you have that, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those people, those people care. And that is, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you have that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And same goes for you, man. I, when you reached out to me, I was so thankful that you did. I, you know, I, I, when I found you, I immediately wanted to give you everything that I could. And I wanted to help out in any way I could, because I knew you were going to go far. Thank you. I really appreciate that. When you were like texting me, you're like, well, what can I do
0: What do you need from me? Like that kind of stuff. Like that has been so helpful. And I appreciate that. And my whole goal with this podcast is this being like the first episode, this is going to be something that like, this is going to be a place for people to come tell their story, what they've gone through and how they got to where they're at today.
1: That is so beautiful. And that shows so much about who you are as a person. And thank you. Honestly, congrats with this. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Honestly, like
0: my goal, my main goal is to help someone out there because we are all going through something right now. It's 2021. We're living in a pandemic (laughs) and minus the pandemic, people are going through whatever they're going through, their struggles. And if they could turn on this 30 minute podcast to kind of escape and hear someone's story and take something away from that, that is my goal is to try to help someone. And I want to thank you, Skylar, for being my first guest on the Art of Messing Up podcast. Just plug your stuff real quick, where we can find you. Where can we find you?
1: Um, Well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Skylar Gifford, Skylar, S-K-Y-L-E-R underscore Gifford, G-I-F-F-O-R-D, as well as TikTok. It's the same. And then I also have a podcast as well called Dream of Fantastic Dream, uh, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, where we just, you know, go into All about the Disney parks, uh, Disney World, Disneyland, the attractions, the movies, anything and everything.
0: That is so cool. Well, thank you, Skylar. It has been awesome having you. Of course. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been an episode of the Art of Messing Up podcast. My name is Kyle. We will see you next time. Bye.